Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and thank you so much for tuning back into another episode filled with lots of gems. With me in the hot seat is Alan Lazarus, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, as the founder and host. And here's a bit about Alan. He is the founder and host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 900 episodes reaching over half a million people in more than 100 countries. He believes in a heart-driven but no BS approach to inspiring, motivating, and educating others on what it really takes to get to the next level. At age two, his father passed away in a car accident. At age 26, getting into a nearly fatal car accident himself, he questioned everything, y'all. He made, um, it made him question who he is and the choices he was making. Now it's his mission to help others maximize their potential and design lives and business they love on their terms. And today we're going to look at peak performance and business as well as education as a whole. So without further ado, please welcome Alan Lazarus to GEMS Podcast. Thank you for having me. That was an awesome intro. Uh, I'm excited to dig into those topics, some of the some of my favorite topics in the world. My pleasure, Alan. And before we dig into those topics, and we're really going to be digging, I definitely want to connect with you more on a personal level, and so does the audience. So here are two options. We could play a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice up front. What would you like to do? Let's do rapid fire. Amazing. Okay. And it's rapid fire for a reason. So be quick on your toes. Here we go. Question number one, dream car. Uh, A self-driving Tesla that I push a button and plug in uh, an address and it gets me there. Question two, if you could go anywhere in the world, money was no option. And here's the kicker. You just found out that unfortunately they're not flying back to your home base. Where are you headed? Oh, they're not flying back? Nope. Oh, that changes everything. Uh, Then I wouldn't do it. What? So you're going to pass up an all-expense-pay trip? Yeah, because I, if I'm not able to fly back, I, I, I love my life. I love where I'm at now. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I, I, it's interesting. Yeah. Yep. That's my answer. Okay. Three. Favorite food? Uh, sushi. Ooh, what type of sushi? Uh, I mean, all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. As long as they don't have eel. All sushi without eel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's always good to ask those clarifying questions because someone may be listening and say, you know what? I want to take Alan on a sushi date. Four, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Uh, the first moment I met Emilia, my my beautiful girlfriend and future wife. Whenever I say future wife, people tell me congratulations. I say, no, 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 I haven't proposed yet. I just know, (laughs) you know, that's my intention. So, uh, yeah, the, the moment I met her for sure. So do you foresee yourself proposing anytime soon? No pressure. Uh, yes. 
Okay. And by you... soon, soon is a relative term, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm, okay, because you know there's this new show on Netflix called The Ultimatum where they're like, marry me or we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that is not how we roll. <laughs> Five. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would, who would you be sitting down with? Past or present, Steve Jobs. Okay. Um, present would be Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. He just bought Twitter for 44 whopping billion. Man. Oh, yeah. Six. I'm actually reactivating my Twitter account because of that. <laughs> now that I know the company will succeed. <laughs> wow. Six. If you could hop in a time machine, go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, everything is, is boiled down to your choices. And I would tell my younger self that what makes you different than everyone else is that you have self-belief that others don't do not allow them to convince you that your self-belief and your belief in the future and possibilities is a bad thing. It's actually what makes you extraordinary. And don't you dare let you, don't you dare dim your light for anybody else. Ooh, amazing and solid advice. Seven. Ooh, okay. You're on a deserted island, right? Just think about it in your head, Alan. Everything is just magical. Amelia's there with you. There is a gift shop, but you only could buy one item. And here are your choices. Two bananas and a mango, your favorite TV, TV shirt, or your favorite CD. What are you buying? Ah, uh, the the food. <laughs> two bananas, the two and, bananas a and a mango. Yeah, mango is my favorite fruit. Love it. And we're on an island, so it's probably fresh. <laughs> hey, what an interesting question. <laughs> I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, you do. So, eight. Hey, here's a question: If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Pause time. Ooh. Uh, I say that all the time when I'm with Emilia. I just, I tell her, she says, don't say it because she can tell when I'm going to say it. I, I say, we'll never have this moment again. And several on several occasions, just being transparent here, she's cried when I've said that. And it's so beautiful. And I just wish I could pause time because when I'm with her time flies um, and it's just the most valuable asset in the world. So I want to be able to pause time. Okay, so question nine, this is going to go back into the love machine. So how long have you and Amelia been dating? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, okay. Two and a half years. And how'd y'all meet? Uh, we met, she was a friend of a dear friend and client at the time. And she was introduced to my podcast back then. It was called the Hyperconscious Podcast. And she suggested that Kevin and I, my co-host and I do an episode on how to how to work in harmony between selfishness and selflessness. And uh, that's how we started talking. And eventually I had the courage to to reach out and ask her if she, so it's a, sh I'll, I'll be short on the story, but her Facebook, I did my research, her Facebook said in a relationship, but she didn't have any guys on any photos. She, I, and I eventually, I actually un, unsent the Instagram DM three separate times because I didn't want to be a homewrecker, right? And eventually I said, okay, true or false? Are you in a relationship? And she said, um, true, I'm in a relationship with myself. And so 
ever since then, um, we just hit it off and it, we've been just, it's been such a beautiful love story and we actually have our own podcast too. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. Wow. That is super cool. And I've never heard that, but yeah, it's so true. I guess practicing that self-care and that self-awareness, who's going to love you better than you. Now, question 10, the pass or play question. If you play, you can, no, if you play, I ask you one more question. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. So do you want to pass or play? Pass. I want to ask you a question. And my question to you is the superpower question. I think it would be to hop in a time machine and go back in time and just have another dinner with my dad and just do something with my with my dad like I was hands down a dad's girl Um, my dad passed it'll be almost it'll be two years this November and he passed due to medical negligence and it was um a hard day because it was the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving was one of our favorite holidays together. So it's been very hard. And now that I'm expecting a bundle of joy and he's not here to share it with me, it it makes me a little bit um, angry in a sense, but then it's also bittersweet because I think about all the incredible things that he has done for my sisters and my brother's kids. And I was like, oh man, if dad was here, I know he would like rock out with my baby too. So Mm. Uh, true or false. You started this podcast not long after that. True. Yeah. It makes sense. That's awesome. Um, The (laughs) fact that you took that pain and transformed it into something magnificent. So yeah, thank you. And now let's segue into our topic, peak performance and business. Why is this your jam, Alan? Well, first, I just want to talk more about bananas and mangoes. No, I'm kidding. Um, Why is this my jam? Uh, Ever since I was a very, very young boy, I've always focused on mastery. And whether it was snowboarding or video games or basketball or can jam, no matter what, no matter what I was doing, I just... I care deeply about maximizing my potential in what I'm doing. I've never like done something and not decided in advance. I'm going to be as good at this as I possibly can be. As a matter of fact, I have to be so careful with what I choose because I dial everything up to 11 kind of. And so um, peak performance is something that just reigns true for me in every single aspect of my life. I, I often say this. I say, I wish that people saw me as an Olympic athlete because then I would have the permission I need to not go to stuff. And to, so I said no to three weddings this year. And the way in which I did that is I said, listen, we do a podcast episode a day. We do a live training every week. We do a monthly training virtual private event every month. We do an in-person live event twice a year. We have a charity. We have a 16 person global team. We literally do an annual retreat every year and have 25 departments in our business. And I don't have the time to go to Florida or to go to California for your wedding. I love you. I appreciate you. But I, I just I just cannot do that. That's not aligned for me. Um, I've always been an achiever. I've always been into peak performance. And I've always wished that people could see me as an Olympic athlete. Because when you're an Olympic athlete going for a gold medal, everybody kind of gets it that you're not going to be around. 
but I'm not seen that way, but I do treat myself that way. That is how I play. Um, and I've started to lean into that now, but I'm 33 now. I mean, when I was younger, I, I, I was always different and I didn't know that was what was different. Oh, okay. Super cool. So we're both millennials. I'm, th- I'm 30, going to be 31 soon. And one thing, as you were saying um, about peak performance, one thing that stood out is boundaries. You set up boundaries for yourself and then you enforce it on others. That way you could get things done in a timely and orderly fashion. So you're meeting your goals because if you put yourself on the back burner, then you're not really tapping into peak performance and getting you to the next level that you know you're capable of. And um, another thing that stood out is your background. On your wall, it looks like you have some degrees or some certificates. I see a medal and et cetera. So let's talk about your wall and how those play into who you are and your peak performance because they're obviously there as reminders. Am I correct or incorrect? Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. So I think that comes down to the being an achiever thing. Uh, I, I, I think that a lot of people have a really negative relationship with achievement it's this weird thing where it's like well we love achievers but we also kind of don't and and it's like well achievement's great when you're a kid but but then you become abnormal like like an elon musk for example it's 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 like a lot of people really don't like him but yet we all kind of love what he's doing in a way but then also kind of don't it's like this weird thing so uh what does my background represent to me it represents what matters to me most, which is maximizing my potential and helping others do the same. I think that people want to believe that they can maximize their potential and be the best versions of themselves without goals. And it's not true. Um, All the neuroscience I've studied, psychology, behavior, the human condition, when you have a big goal, as long as it's an aligned goal and it's in in integrity, you just have to stretch more. And, and a really simple example of this would be this. If you want to run a five-minute mile, that's like a really challenging goal for a lot of people. The byproduct of achieving that goal is what actually matters. You're going to exercise more. You're going to be around more people who exercise more. You're going to be more inspired, more motivated. You're going to be healthier. Uh, your sex life is going to be better you know, you're going to attract other athletes into your life, you're going to probably learn more about nutrition and sleep and hydration and all this stuff. So achieving the five minute mile doesn't really matter. But you know what matters setting the goal and all the stuff that comes with it. And and I think that that's why some people have a weird, negative, sort of muddy glass relationship with achievement is because people think it's all ego. And it's all about the trophy. It has nothing to do with the trophy. And so these back here are reminders of who I am, but they don't define me. And I just am an achiever. I believe in a brighter future and I work toward that brighter future every single day. And I, and I want to maximize my potential and help others do the same. And honestly, if you're out there listening or watching this, I will say this. I didn't always lean into this, but now I will. If you're not maximizing your own unique potential, unique is the key word there. You're never going to be fulfilled as much as you could be. And I'm not just saying that. I, I, I think that I've always believed that to be true, but now I have 25 plus right now clients, business owners from all over the world. One, I coach the whole business and I have, I just surpassed my 1200th coaching call. And so that's 1200 hours. And quite frankly, I go over the hour. So it's much more than that. Studying different people from different industries, different countries, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different cultures, and all of them 
have the same three things that matter um, when it comes to fulfillment and having a fulfilling life. And number one is maximizing one's own unique potential. Number two is maximizing one's own unique greatest level of contribution. And number three is maximizing one's own unique quality of life. And I think most of us are overly focused on that third one at the expense of the first two. I know some people who are mostly focused on contributing to others, but not often at the expense of self. I know some people who are focused on maximizing their potential, but don't do it um, for others and don't focus on their quality of life. And then I know some people who only focus on their own unique quality of life, but they don't focus on their potential and they don't give. And so you need all three. And I think that's why life is so challenging is because it's very hard to be good at all three because we all have one natural one. Mine is maximizing my own unique potential. That comes very naturally to me. Helping others do the same is, is my contribution, but my quality of life, I mean, I work 12 hours a day, pretty much every day. So I, I work, I need to work on that third one and all of us need to work on one of the three. Absolutely. And it's so important to find a balance, but also connect back with who you are um, at the source and really get gain that alignment. And I like to tell people, whenever you gain alignment with mind, body and soul, then you really begin to perform at an optimal level and reach your achievements because there are synergies throughout your body because you're paying attention of what you're allowing to stay in your mind and how your mind is affecting your body as a whole and then your soul that could be you optimi- um, optimizing yourself at a spiritual level and capacity and then just seeing yourself for why you were created why you exist and how are you adding value as well as allowing people to add value back to you and i think it's a two way street and i think whenever you think about it um from that aspect it really helps you bring into perspective achievement because achievement for you is going to look totally different than achievement for somebody else and that's okay because you may not be on the same wavelength as that individual and it doesn't mean that you're right or they're wrong it just means that you're traveling at a different path and that's okay because each one of us was uniquely created for such a time as this and we all have something valuable to leave here on earth whether it's the imprint that we're making and that imprint is driving an impact but we have to be educating ourselves on a continual continual basis and we also have to be stretching beyond our comfort zone and tapping into those challenges and allowing those challenges to fuel us to get to that peak performance whether it's personally or in business very well said So whenever you think about education as a whole, what are some of the things that you help your clients with so they could really live life optimally and have that peak performance? And another thing that I'll say there is just think about um, Maslow's hierarchy. And I feel like as you think about the hierarchy, you have to go through the different stages in order to get to the peak. But sometimes people just think that, oh, I could just shoot up and get to the peak right away. But without a steady foundation or a sturdy foundation, things are going to crumble. 100%. So everything is a pyramid in a sense. And I'm a math guy. And, and, and when something changes in math theory, they also have to change the physics. They have to change chemistry, biology. It it goes all the way up and everything is like that. And the cool thing about a pyramid is you cannot go higher without it going wider. So the foundation has to get wider in order for the um, pyramid to get taller. And so I, I, it's funny that you mentioned Maslow. So you asked me, how do I educate my clients. I am actually writing a book right now called Optimizing for Fulfillment. 
And it actually has 21 categories and five levels and it's a pyramid similar to Maslow's, but um, I want to give credit to Maslow because it's people like Maslow before me that allowed me to create one that I do think is more holistic and more 21st century and much more, much better personally. And yes, I'm biased on that, but there's 21 categories and the bottom level is your physical needs, um, similar to Maslow. Uh, it's mostly focused on body. So, so these are the categories. So you've got sleep, hydration, nutrition, training, mobility, supplementation, breath work, health checks, slash body upkeep. Um, and so those are the eight categories of the first level. And then it goes to the second level and then the third level, the fourth level and the fifth level. And again, next level university and, and optimization is how do you optimize for all 21 categories in your life? And I digress here. And if anyone wants this, by the way, they can reach out. I can give it to you for free. Um, we have this amazing digital asset of it, but it goes from sort of the physical needs to, so I think of it physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. That's the, the holistic version of all humans. We're all physical bodies, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And some people are much more spiritually developed. Some people are much more physically developed and everything in between. And everyone thinks they're right, which is why everyone's wrong, which is fascinating. But I'm holistic. Everything's about holistic. Even choosing this topic was hard. So here's my point. Of the 21 categories, the first level is physical. The second level is mental and emotional and physical. The third level is mental and emotional. The fourth level is mostly emotional and the fifth level is spiritual. And it, it's incremental. And, and you mentioned education. How do I educate my clients? In the simplest form, this is the way I've described it. When you go into the mall, there's a kiosk with a big map that says with a big red arrow, you are here. That is self-awareness. Okay, so that's where we start. And you say, I want to go to the Apple store because Steve Jobs is my hero and Apple's the best, right? I want to go to the Apple store. It's three floors up and it's on the other side of the mall. And on the kiosk, on the map, you can see that. You can see that. So now we know where we are and we know where we want to go. Now we have to figure out how to get there. Are we going to take the stairs? Are we going to take the escalator? Or are we going to take the elevator? Is the elevator out? Oh, okay, we got to take the stairs. Do I know how to climb stairs? And so what I do for my clients is the who, what, when, where, why, and the person's places, things, and ideas. So I digress. You also mentioned alignment and optimization. I help my clients understand who they are and who they aspire to be, where they are and where they aspire to be, when they want to get their timeline, who, what, when, where, why. Why? Why do you want to be that person? Why are you the person you are now? And why do you aspire to be better? Why do you want to achieve that goal? What? Here's the what. What do you want to achieve? That's so important. It's fascinating to me how few people actually know what they want. I think they kind of know. It's like, well, better body, better business, better home. But they don't have like clear, specific goals. It's like shocking sometimes. Um, and again, we didn't learn any of this in school. So I understand why. And then how? I was on the phone with a client one time and she said, you know what it is? I don't think I have enough self-awareness. And this is one of the most self-aware people I've ever met in my life. She has a degree in cognitive behavioral therapy. She reads books every day. I'm like, no, with all the love in the world, you are one of the most self-aware people I've ever met. It's that's not the issue. The issue is you have a dream to build a billion dollar business and you don't know how, 
So we're about to surpass a half million in revenue, 16 person team, 25 departments scaling globally, heard in 125 countries. And trust me, we didn't start there. We started in my sister's old bedroom and my second studio was my mother's basement. I was living with my mother at age 30, right? After already being successful in corporate. And that's a whole nother story. But I said, the truth of the matter is, is the reason we're going to do that and we're going to achieve that is because I know how. And I'm not trying to sound cocky. I just studied business for a decade. I know how. So a lot of people don't set big goals because they don't know how, but it needs to be the opposite. You have to set the goal and then realize, okay, I don't know how yet. I don't know how yet. I know I can ride a bike. I just don't know how yet. I know I can start a business. I just don't know how yet. I know I can optimize my expenses. I just don't know how yet. And the yet is the key word because a lot of people think I'm shy. No, no, no. You are not outgoing yet. But you can go learn how to be outgoing. Anything that can be learned can also be unlearned. You can mold yourself. The neuroscience proves this. The neuroscience proves neuroplasticity. Chemical, structural, functional changes in the brain happen 24-7, 365. You can mold who you want to be but you have to do it through what you say, think, do, feel, and believe. You have to do it through the persons, places, things, and ideas you surround yourself with. You have to have clarity on your who, what, when, where, and why, knowing full well, you'll never fully have clarity on it and that it'll always evolve as you go. And so that's kind of in a nutshell what I do for my clients, but it's always unique to each individual. And I love podcasts and I love books and I love speaking and I love all that. The reason I love one-on-one coaching better and why I'm leaning more into it is because there is no one size fits all approach to personal development. You have this one YouTube video that says self-discipline is everything. And then you have this other YouTube video that says self-discipline doesn't work. And it's, it gets messy because for some people, they already have self-discipline and self-discipline is not the issue for other people. Quite frankly, self-discipline is a huge issue. And that's why I say heart driven, but no BS. I have some people who want to be millionaires and it's like, they're very lazy. You're never, it's not going to happen. Right. Tim Ferriss, love him. He's never worked a four-hour work week in his life, okay? The dude is a savage. He works nonstop, right? And so it was a little bit of an irresponsible book to write, and I'm not friends with Tim, but I do like him, and I do value his work, but that title is irresponsible. And so that's my point, and I digress. There's no one-size-fits-all approach to personal development. Whoever you are and wherever you are, everything you choose from now on is customized based on where you want to be, where you used to be, where you are now, who you want to be, who you used to be, and who you are now. And it's past, present, and future. Some people say, learn from the past and don't dwell on it. Yes, agreed. Some people say, focus only on the now. And it's like, well, that's dangerous because I got to design my future. And then some people only live in the future and they never enjoy the now. And that's dangerous too. So it really is past, present, and future. See, we get confused because everyone's saying their way is the right way and everyone's wrong because none of it is holistic. Freud is talking about the past. Carl Jung's talking about the present. You've got Adlerian psychology talking about the future. And the truth is it's all three simultaneously. So I digress. I, I help people get clear and take actionable small baby steps towards a better life to help them get to the next level. I definitely um, say a lot of visionary work. So envision where you want to go. And I like to tell people, think about the stair step method or the blueprint. You have a blueprint, but now it's navigating that blueprint and making sure that you have key components in place to ensure that that blueprint is going to turn into 
a effective product, one that is going to be sustainable and durable. So when you think about building a home, in each stage of building a home, there's an inspection period. And if that inspection does not have the green light, you can't move on to the next phase of the home because the building up is not going to allow that home to withstand because something is off balance. So whenever they lay the concrete slab down, there's an inspection. Whenever they put the drywall up, there's an inspection. Whenever they do electrical wiring, there's an inspection, just like plumbing and et cetera, the list goes on and on. And, you know, your home is beautiful whenever it's finished, but whenever it's going up, it's ugly. So you have to remember the start ugly moments, but don't just stay stuck in the start ugly moment. You have to gradually build and increase and really have that holistic um, approach and also envision because you have a vision of what your home wants to look like, but it's about how you get it constructed so it can look like the vision that you have. So it's all focusing on, okay, the present, focusing on the future. The future is your, your successful home. And the past is whenever you went into that design center and you talked with the people and you told them, okay, this is what I want. Very, very well said. Very, very well said. I would say learn from the past, enjoy the present, but focus on a brighter future. And I think that's, at least from what I can tell, the formula for success. Absolutely. Now let's jump into the call to action part of the segment, Alan, and I want you to leave our audience with your call to action once they hear our segment on peak performance strategies, businesses, and some of the other gems that we dropped. Uh, The call to action. I would say if this resonated, uh, I think that I'll use this analogy. In 2007, the iPhone came out And it was a revolutionary breakthrough to have a phone and an iPod and a uh, internet connection and all that all in one. And I was, I was a senior in high school at the time. And I remember hearing about it and Steve Jobs is a big hero of mine, even though he had many character faults, like many of us do. Um, but now if this iPhone, this is the iPhone 12, right? And this is what? 15 years later or something like that, 17 years later, or no, 2007 to 2022 would be 15 years later. So in 15 years, if you took that original iPhone and compared it to this, that revolutionary breakthrough would look like the biggest piece of crap ever. It would be, it would look like the worst phone you've ever had. So that's the analogy for life. No one is perfect. There's no such thing. This phone's not perfect. I don't know why I can't unsend iMessages yet. I can do it in WhatsApp. I can do it on Facebook. I can do it on Instagram. Like Apple, get your stuff together. The point is, we, we have a software too. It's an app called Optimal. It's, it's an iterative process. Life is an iterative process. So instead of trying to like, you know, change everything all at once and do an extreme makeover. Just try to get a little bit better every single day and let that compound. And then eventually you'll have an iPhone 12 and you'll compare it to you 15 years ago and go, holy crap, I've gotten so much better. And yes, it's been a struggle and yes, it's been challenging, but look at how far I've come. And and if you can be proud of who you've become, I think that's what matters most. The call to action is simple. If any of this resonated deeply with you, um, Next Level University is a podcast. And we do an episode a day, and this is our little pitch. So Steve Jobs used to say a thousand songs in your pocket before the iPod was invented. We say this, 
holistic self-improvement, health, wealth, and love, heart-driven, but no BS for dream chasers from anywhere on the planet, completely free every single day we drop an episode. So you brush your teeth every day. You can improve by 1% every day in the three areas of life that matter. Health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Wealth, how you make your money. Do you love what you do? How much do you make? Is that increasing or decreasing over time? And where do you invest it? And then love, intimate relationship, immediate family, extended family, friends, colleagues, clients, intimate relationships, mentors, mentees, all that. I digress. Next level (laughs) you, next level you in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet, completely free. And uh, that's the only call to action is if you're interested in this stuff, uh, that's what we talk about. And we're almost coming up on a thousand episodes, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. And Alan, how can they connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can find me, Alan Lazarus. If you Google my name, all of those will come up. A-L-A-N, Lazarus is L-A-Z-A-R-O-S. And uh, I'm going to be getting a Twitter back now that Elon bought the company. But Instagram is primary, Facebook is secondary, LinkedIn, I'd say is tertiary, and then uh, Twitter, we'll see what happens. (laughs) And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS podcast. You just heard Alan Lazarus with Next Level University. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all things video by heading on over to YouTube and typing in at gems with Genesis Amars Kep. And lastly, but not least, thank you so much for tuning in on a continual basis to support the mission to bring educational, inspirational, and motivational topics while we interweave diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And because of you, we're now ranked in the top two and a half percent out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So until next time, peace love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems g-e-m-s with w-i-t-h genesis g-e-n-e-s-i-s amaris a-m-a-r-i-s kemp k-e-m-p at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast